Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, White Sox fans, guess what? We've reached... The end of the regular season. And we're in pretty good shape. And four of us had to gather at the end, even though the White Sox fell short of a season-long seven-game winning streak by losing here on the last game of the season. White Sox finished 93-69. and 69, And I have some lovely guests here joining me just to talk about the season and maybe look ahead to playoffs. We have the extremely well-hydrated Crystal O'Keefe, straight out of Indianapolis, uh, had a fantastic time in a minor league game, and... Apparently we gotta we gotta let her bump soon because she's got like other podcast commitments. So we're gonna try to get quality, quality time from Crystal. Uh joining her in the Indianapolis field office. Don't think they're exactly in the same building at the moment, but normally they are. They're working very hard in their cubicles. Uh that's Super Joseph Reese's uh straight out of Indy and uh trying to secure her clear beverage. I'm sure it's water. Uh Jackie Crestel, good vibes, joining us to talk good vibes. 2021 White Sox season. Again, finishing 93-69. Darren Black, Diamond Darren Black, the only one to predict the exact record first place finish for the White Sox out of the 15, I think, of us who actually deigned to commit to a record this season. It was looking like no one would get it, and then the White Sox had that hot streak, and Darren Black's dream came true. Little Darren wins whatever prize it is, which is probably just more minor league podcasts with me. Okay. Well, welcome everybody. 93 and 69. Looking back on the season. Is it any way, any way what you thought it was going to be? What was different? What was the same? It was more than what I thought it would be. I am very excited. I think I only put them down for like 83 games to actually win. (laughs) Um, So they exceeded my uh, standards for sure. 
you, you, Tommy Barbie predicted them to win the division, but I think I want to say 86 or 80, some ridiculous. You, you did outpace him. Cause I know he was lowest, even though I was like, wait, they're going to win the division with like no wins, but uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you were selling low. Uh, so was I, I didn't think they'd make the playoffs. So you're smarter than me, Crystal. Uh, Joe, Jackie, how to feel looking back now it's over. How to feel. They exceeded my expectations. I was also on the lower end of Southside Sox predictors as far as their win total. I had 87 and 75, so they beat that by six games, which I was happy with. But even bigger than that, this season was far easier than I would have expected with the Twins just getting off to a really slow start and they never recovered. So it was kind of like pretty early on in the season. um, It was pretty easy for the White Sox to cruise to the AL Central title, and that made things very stress-free. And I'm especially grateful for that because of how intense the wild card race got down the stretch. Um, I would not have wanted the White Sox to be in that situation where they were on, you know, 88 wins or so it, heading into the last weekend and um, really having a situation where everything mattered a lot. Uh, so I'm super glad for the twins with their clunker of a season. Yes. Thank you. Twins. We really appreciate you. It couldn't happen to a better team. Okay. Good vibes, Jackie. I'm going to guess you're pretty pleased with the season. I'm very pleased with this season. I'm going to divert from the group here. Uh, they didn't, ex- they've met my expectations right. so far. Um, I wasn't part of Southside Sox when the season began, but if I was, and you would have asked me, I would have said they would have won the division. Uh, I was more like 90-91 wins. I thought that would win the division, and as it turns out, it did. Um, so they met my expectations, um, and now the book's wide open in the playoffs. I'm ready to go. Breaking into our pirate podcast here, just up from his nap, it is Adrian Serrano, our newest writer. He has already thrown down something about the blackout game. He put together a cool piece connecting Gavin Sheets and Jose Abreu and the mentorship that Abreu is doing. And now he's joining us on podcast. Well, it's only number 67. Well, it's about time. That was a long nap, Adrian. Uh, was. Gl- glad to have you. Good and- one, though. We're going around uh, to start off this podcast just talking about whether or not a 93 and 69 White Sox team sort of met, exceeded your expectations before the season. Just how are you feeling right now with the season in the books? Um, I don't think anybody could be mad about 90 plus wins, right? Uh, you know, that's about as, you know, that, that's the bar right there. Like, you know, you want to dream about a 100 win team, but it's really uh, few and far between are actually going to get there. So like a 91 team, especially considering all the injuries, I think. It's hard to be uh, upset with that at all. Next year, Adrian, next year, 100 yeah, wins. We year. can clear it next year. 121 uh, win uh, <laughs> yeah. Seattle Mariners. Uh, uh, Joe referred to the chaos that seemed to be building at the end of the season with the all the wild card scenarios where there might even have had to somehow be extra days squeezed into the week to take care of all the possible ties that there were. Now we ended up with zero chaos at all. And as a team that's just sitting pretty in the playoffs, of course, we're rooting for Gahaz both just as viewers. And I think because we'd like to see all the teams possible that we may possibly see run down. Obviously, we're just going to play the Astros. The only question is whether it was going to start in Houston or Chicago. But down the line, you don't mind seeing a, a more fatigued Yankees team, or et cetera, et cetera. So uh, what's your take on the fact that we got no chaos and perhaps the ramifications for an ALCS for the White Sox? I just wanted Toronto to go so bad. 
That's all. I, like, I can't stand the Red Sox. I can't stand the Yankees. This is like a boner for all of the like major sports networks now. And I just hate it. Like I just wanted chaos. I always root for chaos. I'm a little disappointed. Yes. And potentially we, we have now a forgotten postseason. The White Sox could run the table and because Boston or New York ends up failing, they're just going to forget that 2020 even existed. If the White Sox do well, that, that lines up badly. Toronto and Seattle would have been better picks in that sense, for sure. Uh, anybody else disappointed in the utter lack of chaos that we're having now? Now it's just completely orderly. For all the, ex- I saw someone on, I think it was Kyle on Twitter say that for all of the excitement and, um, you know, willingness and going for the chaos, it ended with the most predictable um, outcome that the least, the most boring outcome that could have happened. I was just really looking to game, looking forward to games 163. And I'm sad that I don't get them. And the White Sox are going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't going to change the White Sox. They're going to have to sit no matter what you can say, Oh, do you want your team to keep playing? Cause then they get like cold and they forgot to hit or pitch or whatever, but you know, they were going to be sitting until Thursday anyway. So yes, we could have just, uh, you know, we could have, we could have rooted for, for, we would have been rooting for wildfires, I think, and, and none of it happened. Um, so, okay, no chaos. Uh, we're sort of set. Uh, we've talked a lot in, in podcasts, knowing basically it's been like a month. We've sort of known how this was going to project. White Sox playing the Astros, White Sox unlikely to catch the Astros, but how are we, are we feeling any different about the Astros? I mean, again, we're checking in like every other podcast about it. Uh, is there anything you've seen and how the Astros have played down the stretch? Uh, does this team seem to be made to have a little less depth than the White Sox uh, and make it a favorable uh, matchup? Any difference in how you're feeling about the Astros? It's going to be a tough series. They played them poorly in the first half, but that was a very different team. Uh, pitching's maybe a little weaker now. Hitting's a little stronger. So where are we feeling about Houston? Yeah, I think Houston has kind of played the last two weeks as what we were all afraid the White Sox were going to play with, a, you know, a big lead and kind of like taking it a little like less seriously than you would imagine. Um, slight difference between the two teams, though, because, you know, we have a lot of playoff experience in Houston, not a lot on the White Sox. So it's kind of a different uh, thing. So if you're going to want to play the Astros though, I definitely think you want to play the Astros now when they haven't quite been playing and firing on all cylinders. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling better about it than I, if you were to ask me uh, when the Sox left Houston, you know, a few months ago. Definitely helps that the offense has woken up a little bit. I'm going to pause this question here to welcome in Di Billick because this is just clearly this is a this is a pirate podcast and people are just dropping in from everywhere at any time. It's Di. She's going to be part of our postseason coverage, of course. Uh, Di, let's just rewind a little bit, go back to our first question that we started with, and just want to know how you're feeling about a 93 and 69 White Sox team in terms of how they make their expect. Do they exceed your expectations uh, going in? How are you feeling right now with the season over? I don't think she heard that. Yeah, Di, Di is, Di, we have technical difficulties with Di, but we're going to stick with her. I'm here. Oh, my God. There Sorry. She is. Oh, my God. I mean, that, that, the headphones are awesome. Uh, Thanks. My, my question to you, Di, was, it was what we led this thing off with um, before you detected the pirate broadcast and broke in. Uh, and that is 93 and 69, White Sox, Pretty successful season. We all seem pretty pleased. Where are you at with them? 
uh, exceeding expectations. How are you feeling now the season's in the books? Much better. Listen, ask me eight days ago and I would have been like, oh God, it's crash and burn. We're going to die. But uh, right now, confidently, minus Dallas Keuchel, the guy that should go into a dumpster. He is an actual dumpster. I don't know how he's not made of trash. That's my song today. Aside from him feeling great and wonderful, I just keep thinking about what we're going to do about him. And now I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe we'll go to the World Series and lose. That's where I am. Yeah, and you've claimed that you predicted White Sox World Series loss in the World Series, but World Series for the White Sox before the season started. Oh, yeah, in 04. You could tell. You could tell. Also, I'm psychic. Just kidding. Okay. There's no such thing as being psychic. And awesome song, Die, but I'm also going to order black coffees for uh, Crystal Jackie Die. Uh, they will come by the end of the podcast in, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. Let's take a quick break. We got more stuff to talk about, but, you know, it's a lot of guests and a short podcast. We give you the highest. It's a high war podcast here at Southside Sox. It's number 67. We're going to take just a second of a pause. We'll be right back. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, guess what? If you were watching us, it really was a second. I wasn't lying. If you listen to the podcast, you heard some commercials. Who knows? Di Billick may have been singing to you during one of those commercials, but we're back now and we're talking about the White Sox. We're not talking about community college uh, or any sort of nursing school um, or perhaps some discount auto insurance. I don't know. Die the resume's long. Uh, okay. Podcast 67. I'm Brett Ballantini, your host and your favorite White Sox fan. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. We have tons of podcast material coming this week. Ridiculous amount of postseason coverage. It's really going to be too much. You're going to say it's you're going to say it's too much and I'm going to respond. You know, we're going to give you more. And all of these people that you see here or are listening to, and sometimes they're even singing to you, are going to be providing that coverage, including maybe even occasionally me when somebody decides to drop an assignment or I get some crazy idea. Okay, we've discussed the lack of chaos heading into the postseason with other teams, which we were rooting for. We're all pretty content with a 93-win team. And we, we just all lived through the last decade. So we're not happy with 93 wins. There's trouble. Uh, okay, White Sox ended hot. They had a chance to end with their season-long winning streak uh, of seven games. They ended up only matching their season-long uh, winning streak by losing here on Sunday. Two six-game winning streaks. Not a team that ever got too terribly hot or cold during the season. It's been preordained that the White Sox can win this division probably since June. Uh, so there hasn't been a lot of suspense. Uh, but what are the thoughts on maybe a little reminiscent of 2005? Having a little struggle. 
earlier, mid-September, and then sort of getting hot at the end. Does that bode well for the White Sox rolling into the postseason? Or, <laughs> Super Joseph Reese's, uh, does that mean nothing and I'm just silly for asking the question? I wouldn't have said that you were silly for asking the question, but you knew my answer before I had even answered it. That's exactly what I would have said um, as far as the meaning, um, like the amounts that means going forward. At least that's that's my view of it. Now, non-math wise, uh, some of you at home thinking that there's a little bit more vibe to uh, momentum. We probably would rather have the team playing well than poorly. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. The main thing for me down the stretch of the season was um, maybe have a few of the players who were coming back from injury settle in more um, to where they had some reps um, prior to the big stage and as well as avoiding victory, uh, avoiding um, injuries. Um, And they managed to do that pretty well. So um, I I was happy with how it went down the stretch. As far as like comparing the schedules and their wins and losses, like throughout the final month of the regular season, yeah, it's nice to see that they were so similar to the 05 White Sox, and yeah, that can't be a bad thing. Um, yeah, I just think that baseball is unpredictable enough to where I don't know how much stock I would put into that. I think it's been pointed out that the White Sox win this World Series every year in their history that they've played the Astros in the postseason. So that might also bode well. I'm going to just look for anything. Uh, again, going into the postseason, we've all established that we feel pretty good about 93 wins. But now looking ahead, Di, you've made it clear that you're feeling better. In fact, you've made it clear, well, you've made it clear who you don't like in song, but that, uh, you know, momentum, you know, may mean something and, and at least makes us all as fans feel better. Uh, this team has sort of normalized itself. And I think in the last week to 10 days, we've seen the offense and the pitching, even with the, the starting rotation limited, you know, they weren't going more than five innings pretty much these last couple of weeks. Uh, sort of clicking in a way we haven't really seen them clicking together all season. Uh, that's got to inspire some confidence heading into the postseason. Hundred uh, percent. I'm going to rewind for a second and uh, say, uh, in in regard to comparing to the '05, it's like it's it's so hard to do because pitching the pitching staff is just different, and we have you know like we were full of aces last time. This time we weren't. Or so, sorry, aren't. it's great to go into the postseason with momentum but we have so many days how much momentum can you maintain just on from a purely physics standpoint you can't maintain momentum if you stop moving for however many days what four five days what's today i don't know (laughs) uh you know what i mean so great it's great that we ended like this but at the same time it's like And that begs the question that I always bring up, like, hey, did Tony know what he was doing when he was, you know, like, I know, I know, I know you, (laughs) your blood is boiling. Just me saying, just just me saying that. But did he, did he know? He didn't, he didn't know. (laughs) But he could have, he could have known. That's some red meat thrown out into the forum here. Anybody going to bite on that? Does Tony know what he's doing? (laughs) I'm going to get skinned for that. I'm waiting to get skinned. Skin skin me. Mm. It, it's all, it's just good vibes. Uh, we're even, <laughs> we're even going to get behind Tony, apparently. 
uh, at the moment. I, I think I've said in a prior podcast that we definitely know he is skilled at beanball wars. I think he's relishing the chance to throw some, have his pitchers throw some chin music at the Astros. And frankly, I mean, I don't endorse that, but if there's any team that I would endorse it for, it might be the Houston Astros. Hey, uh, I was wondering this, the, uh, uh, right in that ridiculous thing I did yesterday, somebody or other, I looked up some stats and I spent, and I confirmed that the White Sox had a winning record in every month this season. And I figured it was rare. I didn't think it was so rare that it hadn't actually happened in a full season since I want to say 1905. Uh, So that's again, a random stat. I guess it speaks to the consistency of the team. It speaks to the dog awful division they played in because they played an awful lot of games against pretty bad teams. Uh, But again, not something that isn't going to be anything short of inspiring for the team because it shows that this team maybe doesn't ever get too low. It might not get, you know, get too high. I guess we just want to get high and run to the World Series the way it did in 2005, losing just one game. But um, uh, there's been a lot of consistency with the team and at full strength, because they're relatively full strength, Colorado Rodon maybe to the side. Uh, that's got to speak well to this team, maybe not getting blown out of the playoffs at any juncture. Yeah, you talk about consistency, which is interesting because they are probably the most inconsistently constructed consistent team probably, you know, when you go down to it, like you can look back and like somebody was talking about uh, their most valuable player for the season as being your mean Mercedes. And like, I can't be mad at them about it because like, I can't imagine the team winning 90 games unless your mean does what your mean does to start off the season. So, you know, that team in March and April is very different than the team in May and June. And that's very different than the team in July and August. Like it's, it, they've kind of done it a bunch of different ways with a bunch of different people and just a testament to how much talent that they've put together that, um, you know, they continuously find somebody even now the last couple of weeks when Eloy is not producing at all, you know, kind of getting his timing back. Like they're still able to, you know, win six out of seven to close it out here. Adrian, Rick Khan just put you on his list. <laughs> But very well said. Way to go, Rick. It caught a lot of breaks this year, Rick. But hey, let's just roll with it. Uh, yeah, again, what, what does everybody else think about the, the consistency of this team? Because there's something to be said for the fact you haven't had a losing streak longer than five games this year. I would second right? what Adrian said. Because, I mean, and this was the example, Andrew Vaughn was suddenly like blasting off and was this incredible player. And then he kind of fizzled and then Gavin Sheets comes up and Gavin is this incredible player. And it just seems like it just kind of shifts and everybody gets their chance to shine, but they can't be consistent to save their lives, but they still just pulled out a winning record out of nowhere. It felt like, so yeah, I completely second that but they can also be consistently inconsistent in that either they were winning by extreme amounts or losing horribly. And there was no, it seemed to be no rhyme or reason, but if you look at the length of the losing streaks, then, I mean, it's really not, it's re, it's a really good point. We don't have any really low lows. And if you're going to compare to 05, it's like, wow, well, Brett, you're right. That September was horrifying. It's like, Oh my God all this entire season that was magical and amazing might be going down the tubes. And of course it didn't, but the inconsistency has been extremely consistent. And it's, I think that's what drove us all crazy this year. Going pole to pole is pretty rare. The White Sox did in 2005. And when you think about it, this White Sox team, I mean, they spent 
three quarters of the season in first place. I mean, they really didn't look back. I'm not sure if they finally got there in May or not. I think it was May and they haven't looked back and they were hardly challenged. And again, that speaks to how lousy the division is, but there's a team that made the rest of the division lousy and that's the Chicago White Sox. What are you going to do? We could say, boy, the twins really just spit the bit this year. Well, the White Sox had a role in that. So, I mean, you know, as much as I always want I see clouds a lot instead of sun. I really need a dose of good vibes. Uh, I'll have what you're drinking, Jackie. But uh, truly, I mean, you do have to tip your cap to this team. And if Tony has anything to do with that, listen, I'm the last guy. um, Well, I'm the last guy to just give it away to him. But I'm also not going to just hold a grudge either. Listen, he has, the team hasn't crashed. I mean, that's a very low par, but it hasn't crashed. Um, Die, you referred to it. And again, that is what you referred to in song. But let's talk about maybe the one development with this team in the late going. And that is what happened in yesterday's game when Tony tried to sneak Dallas Keuchel into the game as a reliever. Uh, I don't think that was just to get him work because, like, he's still going to be in the rotation. I think that was let's see if this guy can do this. And, of course, one bad outing that started good but got bad real quick uh, isn't going to necessarily determine whether he's on the postseason roster or not. But uh, thoughts there, and is there a place for him on the postseason roster at this point? You know, couple... I... go ahead, Di. Go ahead. Okay, so what I was going to say is, you know, what happened with Dallas Keuchel yesterday, um, you have to hold that through the lens of what happened to Carlos Rodon as well, right? Because now he's being evaluated, and after this workout, they're going to determine his ALDS status. So now we are looking at the real possibility that our ALDS roster has Dallas Keuchel and not Carlos Rodon. And that hurts my heart, man. That hits it right there. So, it's pushing the good vibes, really changing the good vibes <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, I just, man, I, I hope Rodon does well tomorrow. And is it tomorrow that his workout is? I think so. He's got a few days and you think that they probably want to see how he's bounced back sooner than later so they can make some of these decisions. So Tony can have a sit down with Dallas and say, what's going on, dude? You got to just forget about the defense, man. Okay. So Abreu didn't pick the ball at first base. Then Dallas, he's the veteran and he's getting paid better than anybody. Come on, Dallas, just suck it up. Or maybe he's just going to be watching. They may tell him to pack it up and say, listen, spring training next year, you got your shot. We got to pay you, but. We'll see you then. It could happen that way, if, especially if Rodon shows up strong enough to go even three. He's on the roster. If he can go three. Now who's got good vibes? Yes! <laughs> good vibes. See? Osmosis. Podcast Osmosis. Uh, yeah, okay. Is, is there any – is there – I mean, I guess it does hinge somewhat on Rodon. But let's presume Rodon, Rodon is good enough. Even to give you two, I think he's got the stuff – that you're going to find a place for him at least in a first round until he plays his way off it. Uh, so let's assume Rodon's on there. Is Keiko? No, it is Raylo Kopech. I trust them way more than I will ever trust Dallas Keiko at this point. I fully agree, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. No, it absolutely won't, but uh, it's what I want. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, really feels like, it really feels like with some of the things that Tony's been saying that Keiko is kind of – almost penciled in. Um, and as far as roles, if he has a role at all, I mean, it's honestly like, we don't want to see it speaking of good vibes, because if, if Keiko's in there, it means it went bad early and they don't want to use any bullpen guys <laughs> until, you know, you know, live to play another day kind of a, a role for Keiko. 
it also seems like we won't see it because on paper, anyone would put Keuchel in uh, before Ronaldo Lopez and, and Kopech. It's just like, I mean, no, I mean, people who watch all of the games wouldn't, but on paper, the guy's got playoff experience. And I mean, he used to be good. It's, it seems like, it seems like he's going to be a starter. And I hate that. I hate that. Especially like with the garbage can kickers. I mean, like we, we could, we, I, I I can't stand them so much. The last thing I want to see is Keuchel in. I don't think if he gets in, he's going to surprise anyone. I really don't. If Dallas Keuchel's in the rotation, we are going to have an emergency podcast and I will not have any good vibes any longer <laughs> I because I won't have any to get Yeah, he might, it might be. I mean, we can sort of joke about that, but listen, I, I think it is. I, I don't know, think he, he's committed. He, he had a great two months and let's not take that away from him. His, his ERA was less than two last year. He had a great two months and he is a veteran. He didn't ever turn the corner, really didn't turn the corner at all this year. And I mean, yeah, we can sort of, you know, take the piss out of him and be like, oh yeah, you still want to be an Astro. But, you know, if they're open for a deal in the offseason, I'm game. <laughs> is this just the uh, the proof that the James McCann personal catcher thing is real? Oh, <laughs> God. Catch Can you believe the Giolito just like, wasn't it like last week? He was like, oh yeah, I'm, and I'm helping to prove that the personal catcher thing isn't real. It's like, holy cow, this is really thing we're talking about in September, 2021. Oh boy. I mean, love you, James, but come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. Adrian, good point. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe that's a trade. New York will take them. Dallas. Uh Hey, you know what? Another statistic I decided to dig up because that's something I do. Sorry, Joe. Sometimes I beat them to you, beat, beat you to them. Uh, the White Sox have won five postseason series in their history. Now, the good news is three of those were World Series. But uh, I say that not to bring the good vibes down because the challenge is out there. And this is just three we got a pocket this year. But point is a week from now as early as a week from now we could be celebrating advancing or we could be our season could be over uh what are your thoughts about how this series is going to go is it going to go three uh four five uh and who's who's going to win this series because these two teams are fairly evenly matched i think we definitely go the full five i i imagine that um and and I know it's a different team than when we last saw them, but last time they just handed our butts to us. <laughs> you know, we just we just did it so hard. And um, I know it's a different team, but I really feel like um, the White Sox are probably going to be clawing their way through this, like just mm-hmm. grabbing at any string that they can find. And so I think we're going to go the full five. As to who's going to win, man, this is the one that I'm most nervous about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's... I'm just going to say White Sox because I'm, I'm the, you know, mayor of good vibes. Um, but man, I don't know. But I do think that if we can get past Houston somehow, look out. I, I, I think we go all the way if we get past them. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll go to five. But I think if they pull it out and they beat the Astros, there won't be a stopping them at all. They will go all the way. They will win. But it's getting through the Astros first. Interesting. Sure. One. Um, 
Yeah, during the regular season series in Houston, the Astros just kind of dominated in that series. Um, I, I don't anticipate that will happen again here. Um, you know, the Astros will obviously be a very strong opponent, but I don't think the White Sox will just lie down if they get, get blown out in, in game one. Um, they will make it an interesting series. Um, they have slightly less than a coin flip odds of uh, winning the series, but... I mean, they had a lower probability of winning the division, and then it turned into a, a kind of a laugher. So, I mean, they've proven the the computers wrong before, <laughs> and they can do it again. Uh, I think that the White Sox are going to be way more fired up than they've been the entire year, and they're going to have that going for them. I do see it going to five as well, but something that – I'm anticipating is the entire vibe of the world, except for everyone in Texas rooting against the Astros because they're garbage can kicking little baby bitches. And the entire world will be rooting for the white Sox in this series. And that is something that's, I mean, that's big. And I, if you could say like, uh, Oh, die, that's ridiculous. So it's uh, those everyone's over that now. It's not true. No one's over it. No one is over it. And I'm so mad that we have to face them in the first series. I really think that the juju of the world hating the Astros might work in their favor. And you know, you know what's funny? Um, um, true story. Um, actual fact here. Uh, on the pocket schedule this year for Houston, uh, Garbage Can Little Baby Bitches is actually on the <laughs> pocket schedule. So, I mean, they're listen, they're owning up to it. You know, in fact, they're, as we know, they're leaning into it. So uh, that could be an underrated factor. Uh, okay, uh, Adrian, I think uh, we're going to need you to commit here on a White Sox podcast at the most hopeful time of the postseason. Let me guess, you're going to predict the White Sox are going to win this first series against the Astros. Um, I am going to predict the White Sox win this one. Um, I think it goes at least four, but I think the Sox in four, I think uh, it comes down to them having to take one of these first two in Houston. And I think they do easily Um, outside of, you know, the obvious Eloy and, you know, Luis Robert not being there the first time they went through, I think really what was missing the first time they went to Houston was uh, Tim Anderson playing well. And I think we have a Tim Anderson playing well right now. Mm -hmm. And I think the Sox offense is a different, you know, uh, thing altogether when you have Tim Anderson at the top hyped up and playing well. And I think we're going to see him take over kind of similar to, uh, you know, the, the A's series last yeah. year where Tim came in and he was locked in, you know, from the get go. Yeah. I was just going to say uh, uh, that bodes well for the Sox because he is really the motor of this team and what he did last year in his first postseason, when everybody was saying, Oh, what are, you know, what are they going to do? Who's going to choke? And the fact that he just took the challenge and beat it down, like in record breaking fashion or record tying fashion, uh, and that bodes pretty well for him getting back to it. I know it's just a matter of matter of saying, oh, I'm going to hit. I'm going to have five hits today. But I don't know. All you got to do is find that extra gear. I am going to side with Adrian here. I don't think it's a five-game series. I think the White Sox are going to are going to break open a can of whoop-ass on the trash cans. And I do think they are going to get out of this series before five. I don't think the Astros know what's coming. I don't think their pitching has the depth that the White Sox does. I think that's a hidden advantage pending Rodon, pending whether Keuchel decides to occupy a spot on the bench, et cetera, et cetera. But I also think it's funny that everyone wants to disregard the Tampa Rays. Apparently it's just going to be a coast to the World Series if Houston uh, is defeated. But I guess we'll be talking about that in future podcasts. Uh, Listen, we've got too much content coming to you this week. We've got podcasts 
uh, game day. We're going to have pregame podcasts. We're going to have postgame podcasts. We have more podcasts than you know what to do with. You're going to get confused. You're probably going to end up deleting the Southside Sox podcast because there'll be so much confusion. And then you'll just have to get it back in and catch up with it again and listen to all your friends here. Uh, I don't know, like Di, like Jackie, like Adrian, our newest best friend, Super Joseph, of course. And, you know, stay hydrated. It's, it's Crystal Keith. Hey, Crystal, stay hydrated. I know you got more work to do tonight. So we're going to let you bounce and go do that work and contribute to other, uh, other podcasts, family calls, work functions, minor league, maybe think tanks. I don't know. There's a lot of story that we still need to know here, but, uh, but you, you properly hydrated with those uh, big chunky, delicious beverages. So I think you are ready to do it. Uh, and your partner in the Annapolis field office, uh, super Joseph, he is on coverage for us this week as well. Terrific, super, super extensive coverage, I believe second just to Ashley, maybe right there neck and neck with amount of games covered, amount of articles written. Thank you for that, Joe. Uh, third straight year, I believe, working hard for us. So appreciate that. Indianapolis field office represent number one and two in the standings for coverage. We got to have these people covering games or else the White Sox bounced quick. Uh, good vibes. And Adrian, look at this. Uh, I think now there is pressure for all of us to have guitars on our wall as our background for podcasts. Uh, but thank you for the lovely decor. Adrian, fantastic to have you joining us. Uh, really great to have you on the team. You've hit the ground running with features and they've been fun stuff to read. So I appreciate you having with us, you coming on with us. Let it be on team. <laughs> uh, Di Billick, uh, better late than never. And when you come with a song, you can always come in late. So appreciate you joining us. And of course, good vibes, Jackie Crest. You kept it up. I know. Yeah. I know you're actually. All our expectations are, are too high now of your good vibes. And I know you know at some point there's going to be some anger when it comes. We're all going to be shocked. But for now, let's just ride the good vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I was telling someone earlier, like it's you know it's not that I don't have my doubts. I I sincerely do, and all of many things that you mentioned. They're probably what's going to bring us down when we go down. <laughs> but, you know, this is the first time in 13 years that yeah. we are in the playoffs, and I choose to be optimistic. No, and you that. pointed out last podcast, you're like, hey, listen, I can think about that tomorrow. Today, I'm celebrating right. a division win. So, hey. It today, only happens once every 13 years. Oh, good. Hey, five postseason series wins ever. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. And, well, we're going to we're gonna ask you the experiences. <laughs> We're going to, yes, well, yeah, that too. Oh, see, look, Adrian, piling on the good vibes. Okay, listen, uh, we, again, as I've already said a couple times here, we're going to have too much coverage for you. You're not even going to be able to take it, but please take some of it. As always, thanks for reading. Thanks for listening. Sometimes even watching, because then you don't get that commercial break. And you get to see all of us. You get to see the guitars in the background. You get to see Super Joseph in his jersey. And you get to see Crystal and Jackie hydrated. Okay, uh, we're out of here for now, uh, but we'll be back with podcasts, oh, I don't know, like tomorrow. So, you know. Tune in then.